Welcome to Modern Aikidoist Podcast. My sincere thanks to listeners and those who have liked, subscribed, and commented. Your interest is noticed and deeply appreciated. Today's topic is speed and how to understand it so you can look at how to improve your speed. If only I had a dollar for every martial artist who was obsessed with speed, I'd be obscenely wealthy. I admit spending a great deal of time focused on being faster and quicker, and I learned a lot about ineffective ways to get faster. Speed seems to be one of the most attractive traits in martial arts, even more so than strength. Almost everybody at some point in their training really tries to go as fast as they can. Everybody wants to be able to move and do technique quickly. I'm going to share with you the key to building speed. It's not a secret, so don't expect some sort of magic formula for training that will turn you into Bruce Lee. There are some important things to understand about performing quickly and being fast. Let's take a look at the different aspects of speed. I'm going to explain these in detail, but the different aspects of speed are perception speed, decision speed, initiation speed, performance speed, and alteration speed. Let me describe each of these so we're clear on what the differences are. For these descriptions, I'm going to use the example of a ball flying at your head, so get that image in your mind. First is perception speed, and that is the speed at which your brain sees the ball, identifies it, recognizes its path and trajectory, and concludes it is flying directly at your head. Now the second one, decision speed, is the speed that your brain evaluates the possible responses and makes the decision for what action you should take to keep from getting hit in the head. Do you move your head? Do you reach up and catch the ball? Or do you hold still and watch yourself get hit in the face? The third one, initiation speed, is how fast you start moving once you make the decision to solve the problem. This is the brain-body interface through your nervous system. Now we are getting close to what people normally think of when they think of what it takes to become fast. The fourth one is performance speed, or the speed of execution, and that is how fast your body can actually move once you've committed to that movement. Fast movement requires strength. You have to be at least somewhat strong to be able to move your body quickly, although it's a certain specific type of strength. Being able to squat 400 pounds doesn't translate into being able to win sprint races or high jump very well. The type of strength needed for high speed is more explosive strength. Explosive strength can give you a great vertical jump, but won't translate to a 400-pound squat either. The fifth aspect of speed is alteration speed, and that is the speed at which you can change your movement once you've already started it. You can also call this adaption speed. When someone has a really good adaption speed, it seems like they're always a step ahead of you, and it's nearly impossible to trick them into a bad position. I won't get too deep into that part now, but these are the five major aspects to speed. Someone can be strong in one or more of these aspects and be weak in others. For example, someone can have really fast hands or feet, but have trouble with their decision speed, and therefore they would appear to be slow. Others may be mentally fast, but physically slow, meaning their brain perceives and decides quickly, but when they go to initiate the motion, they move slowly. If you want to develop your speed, it's important to identify what areas you are strong in and what needs improvement. Let's start from the top, which is the mental speed aspects. There's a concept coined by Lieutenant Colonel John Byrd called the OODA loop, and that's O-O-D-A loop. There's been some controversy around the OODA loop, but I believe it is enough value and relevance to describe it here. It certainly pertains to martial arts and speed performance. The OODA loop is a way to describe how the brain goes through the process of assessment, decision, and action. The OODA loop is an acronym and it stands for Observe, Orient, Decide, Act. Back to the ball flying at your head analogy. 
First, you observe the ball. Second, you orient, which is to take in the ball's direction and speed, concluding it will hit you in the head. Third, you decide about what to do about it. And fourth, hopefully, you act. This can happen in a matter of a second or less, but they do go in order. There are always ways to improve your observation, mental, and decision skills through training. One of the most innovative martial artists on the planet with this type of training is Vasa Lomachenko. Lomachenko is a boxer out of Russia, and he's been doing some amazing training, and the results have been showing in his, his fights. There are videos on YouTube showing different ways that he builds faster neural pathways, which make the OODA loop smaller and shorter. The result is that he's able to move at blinding speeds without hesitation. One way he does this is he stands in front of a poster containing a grid of 25 squares. Inside each square is a number 1 through 25 in a random order. He scans the grid and goes through in order, quickly reaching out and touching each successive number the instant he sees and recognizes it. Sometimes the numbers are in different colors, sometimes they're upside down or reversed. This exercise builds very fast hand-eye coordination as well as fast observation, recognition, and action responses. It's an entirely mental exercise which does not stress how fast he punches or any other physical trait. He has some other exercises for building speed for the mental side, so if that's something you're interested in, definitely check it out. I'll leave a link to a video in the description area. Physical speed is what most people think when they think of being fast. You can be mentally fast, but that doesn't mean the body executes quickly. The easiest thing to do when you want to train for speed is to rush your movements and try to move as fast as possible. However, doing this will actually ruin your form, and practicing bad form is a disaster from a martial arts perspective. Before I talk about the physical aspects of training speed, I want to discuss with you a great example of, of mental speed and good form where the physical skills are fairly slow. There's an old film of Muhammad Ali and Customato working together. This film is mostly discussion on boxing, but at one point Ali and D'Amato take off their coats and start moving around. Ali tries to make the point that his footwork confuses opponents. He asks D'Amato, what would you do if I did my shuffle? And he moves around and tries to set up D'Amato with it. D'Amato spots it instantly and counters with a bent over body punch. Even though D'Amato is far older and clearly not in fighting condition, he was able to spot the movement and respond quickly and correctly. I'll leave a link in the description section of that film too. When training for speed, always start out slowly and move correctly. As you move well, then speed will start to come naturally. You don't get to be a blazing fast typist by pounding on keys as fast as your fingers will let you. Instead, you move each finger to the correct key in sequence, and as you do that, your hands become faster at it. As you practice typing, once you start making a lot of mistakes, it means you're going too fast. Only go as fast as you can without making mistakes. Training martial arts is exactly the same. Practicing sloppy will only make you perform sloppy. Having fallen into this trap many times myself due to impatience, I can tell you it takes longer to unlearn sloppy habits later when you've practiced that way over a period of time. You will get better results over a shorter period of time by focusing on form and letting the speed come as your body gets comfortable with the movements. Slow is smooth and smooth is fast. Never try to force speed, which is easier said than done, but the results are well worth it. As I said before, when it comes to training for physical speed, strength is necessary. Athletes who build explosive speed usually use plyometric training to accomplish that. Plyometric training focuses on explosiveness. Imagine a push-up exercise. Normally one lowers their body down and then up, taking two seconds or so to lower their body and about the same time to lift it. A plyometric push-up would have explosive up motion, which is done in under a second. 
The same formula holds for other exercises such as squats, sit-ups, etc., and also includes some which are sport-specific. Hockey players use plyometric side-to-side ramp jumps, for example. Warning, before you run out and start plyometric training to build your explosive speed, make sure you have a basic level of physical conditioning in the normal use of that exercise first. I would do normal push-ups for three months or more and build a solid strength base before trying plyometric push-ups. Doing explosive movement without the conditioning to handle it will likely result in injury. I strongly recommend working with a trainer who can guide you through this process. Explosive speed conditioning is nothing to toy with. Get informed first before taking on trying it out. It's also worth mentioning that the physical speed can be limited in scope. You can have fast hands but slow feet or be slow in moving your body. Quick hands can be helpful but that advantage is very limited if you cannot move your body very well. When it comes to strategy, be careful pursuing speed for its own sake. Speed is a temptress. When it comes to strategy, be careful pursuing speed for its own sake. Speed is a temptress. Entire arts are devoted to moving at blinding speeds, but speed is not the ultimate trait. Here are a couple of pieces of wisdom from Wyatt Earp, who's talking about gunfighting. Quote, Fast is fine, but accuracy is everything. In a gunfight, you need to take your time in a hurry. Unquote. The second one is, the most important lesson I learned was that the winner of a gunplay usually was the one who took his time, unquote. Wyatt Earp was describing one kind of fighting, gunfighting, but the principle he spoke of is sound. Rushing is sloppy and makes mistakes easy, even inevitable. In real fights, one mistake can mean defeat, and I really like his statement, quote, you need to take your time in a hurry which is a fascinating way of putting that you need to move quickly, but only as quickly as you can move smoothly and with good form. Learn from a guy who lived it and saw the real thing up close. Good timing, positioning, and better form will beat raw speed and quickness. Speed is merely one aspect of strategy. One more aspect to training speed is training against a fast attacker. Obviously, being able to be effective against full-speed, high-intensity attacks is the ultimate goal. The best way to get there is not to jump into the deep end of the pool by telling your partner to go full tilt on you and then see how you do. If you've not trained to handle slower speed realistic attacks, you won't do well against full speed. If you can't do it slow, you can't do it fast. Boxers, grapplers, judoka, and all types of sport martial artists train slow at first to learn the principles and correct movements. As they get better, smoother, and their form improves, then exercises are added to their training to get them used to a bit more speed and more realistic engagements. It's a huge mistake to have a student work far above their ability level. That's when injuries happen and learning is elusive. When learning to fly, you start with a small single-engine plane. It doesn't go fast and it isn't complicated. Then you work up to bigger and faster planes and it takes years before you have enough skill and experience to fly a stunt plane or a jet fighter. Training for a full-speed, full-intensity fight is a very similar process. Your training should always include growth where you become comfortable with greater complexity as well as speed, but avoid rushing ahead too far too quickly. Be patient. Your dedication will pay off. If you try to get there too quickly, you will end up taking far longer to get to your destination. Being fast is a good tool to have, but don't pursue it so intently that you overlook the other important aspects. Remember, there is always somebody else out there who is faster, and it's dangerous to assume that speed alone will prevail. What other topics are you interested in hearing about covered in this podcast? Please share your ideas in the comments if you're watching this on YouTube. You can also go to the Facebook group Aikido the Marshall side and post a comment there.
Your input and engagement helps podcasts like these stay around. Please support it by liking, subscribing, and sharing. Enjoy your training.